I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. There's a battle going on, and John Carter wants to stop the killings. It seems we just don't know where another killing is going to take place. We've been overseas for three months, and we get back, there's another terrible killing, one in El Paso. 22 people brutally murdered, senseless killing. And then just a, virtually a few hours after that, there was a killing in Dayton, Ohio. One killing that received very little coverage was the killing in Orange County. Did you hear about this killing? That wasn't done with a gun, done with a knife. And a man murdered, stabbed to death, four people, Orange County. That's down the road from us here. We're just a few miles from Thousand Oaks. That's where we've lived for many years. And you all know of the terrible killing, the mass killing that happened in Thousand Oaks among these young people who just graduated from college. This is a fact we don't like to talk about. I don't like to think about it. I'm a grandfather, I've got children, they go to American schools, obviously, in San Francisco, I'm concerned for my grandchildren. Did you know this? Your chance of being shot to death here in this great country is a hundred times more than if you lived in Great Britain. Did you know that? A hundred times more. This, we have become the most dangerous country, not in the world, but in the first world. In the Western world, we are the most dangerous country. The topic is stop the killings. I guess that's very, very optimistic to have a topic like this, stop the killings. I'm going to suggest to you today, this is completely politically incorrect what I'm going to say today. I'm going to say that the solution is basically very, very simple. But the problem is, it's not very, very easy. It's very, very difficult. But if we were serious, I believe we could stop the killings. Or at least we could stop a lot of the killings. This is not a political talk. It's going to be shown on secular stations across America and satellite around the world, down into Australia, uh, other places too. But I want just to say to you up top, this. This is not a political talk. Personally, I've had it up to here. Pardon my saying it. No, I've had it up to here. 
listening to the same old, same old, same old on CNN and the other networks. I've had it up to here. Same old stuff. I, I believe that what we've been doing in America, we've been putting a Band-Aid on a bleeding cancer. Now, you're not going to hear this talk on CNN, and you won't even hear it on Fox News. And so I, I lay it out to you. I open up my heart. I, I'm not going to apologize to you. I'm not running for office. I don't have to please anybody except God. And Beverly, <laughs> as my wife. I want to start with a, a couple of texts in the Bible. I want to come to Matthew 3, verses 7, 8, and 10. And it'll be good if you were to turn to the text. It'll do you a lot of good. Matthew 3, verse 7. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, this is John the Baptist, he said to them, Brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Hardly a, a politician. He calls the religious leaders a bunch of vipers, a bunch of snakes. And then if you come to verse... Uh, eight, uh, therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. And then if you come to verse 10, and even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Get that. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. John the Baptist said the axe is going to be laid to the root of the trees. We haven't had the courage to lay the axe to the root of the trees. We talk, 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 talk. And policemen are dying. Thousands of young people in America shoot each other to death every year. Nobody talks about it because you can't because we want Band-Aids. The Bible says the axe is laid to the root of the tree. And come over to the Old Testament to Isaiah 48, verses 18 and 19, if you don't mind. Isaiah 48, verse 18 and 19, and do something which is good for you. Turn to the texts. Look at them. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments, then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Your descendants also would have been like the sand, and the offspring of your body like the grains of sand. No shooting. His name would not have been cut off nor destroyed from before me. The Bible says there is a relationship between keeping the commandments of God and peace. And the biggest problem is this. Now the axe is laid at the root of the tree. America has got away from God and the commandments. And so the solution, quite frankly, is, is quite simple. Um, very recent Time magazine had this as the cover. Would you please look at this? Time magazine. 253 mass shootings, uh, not in the last 50 years, we're two-thirds of the way through the year. Two. 153 mass shooting. Time says enough. But of course, it's, 
It's just talk, isn't it? It won't be enough. Probably as I'm standing here, there's going to be another mass shooting somewhere in America. Uh, this is a far cry from the words of the song that we love. Oh, beautiful, spacious skies. For amber waves of grain, for purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. Oh, beautiful for patriot dream that sees beyond the years. Thine alabaster cities gleam undimmed by human tears. I guess the person hadn't gone to Baltimore for a while. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. And every patriot can and should say, Amen. See. Um, Baltimore is one city. Mm. Young people just killing themselves. And then there are other cities besides Baltimore, Detroit, goodness, Chicago. There's a hate fest every weekend. Young men are, are shot to death. This doesn't happen in other countries, not at least in the first wor world. It happens in America, St. Louis. Washington, D.C., the capital, New Orleans, and you can go on and on and on. God shed his grace on thee. I would suggest this to you. We need more than money and more than another social program. Hey, let's get more money. Pour it into this. Hey, they've been doing that for the last 50 years and more people are dying. All of our programs that you read about, that you hear from the politicians, these programs are useless band-aids. Oh, well, you need a band-aid on occasions, but not to cover cancer. What I'm going to say now, you won't hear on CNN and you won't hear it anywhere, I think, except uh, in some spiritual centres. Billy Graham said it. Here it is in the Bible. Great national disasters were always preceded by spiritual rebellion. Always. Always. When Israel sinned, God removed his hand of protection and allowed, he didn't send the Philistines, he allowed the Philistines, the Ammonites, the Syrians, the Assyrians, the Babylonians and the Romans to harass and destroy God's professing people. They were the people of God. Now, let me tell you this, as Charles Stanley said, and he was right. He said, we should not have won the Second World War. Oh, no, but where the great, no, wait, oh, no, we weren't ready. The Germans had the greatest war machine in the history of the world. We won uh, 
the Second World War because the hand of God was over America. You seen the movie on Midway? <laughs> Just a total miracle. God had his hand over his people. God does not send disaster. You know what he does? He removes his hand. Look at Galatians chapter 6 and verses 7 and 8. Galatians 6, 7 and 8. The greatest, almost the greatest man has ever lived besides Christ said these words. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. You get what you sow. If you sow wheat, you're going to get wheat. If you sow tares, you're going to get tares. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. This is a principle you can't get away from. The great friend, I think it was, I think it was Huxley who said this. He said at the end of each day, God calls for the ledger book. He goes through the ledger book and he points out and doles out and dishes out what we've earned. <laughs> you can't get away from it. Whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. There was a man, I'm told, walking through a penitentiary a number of years ago. And the prisoners there were sewing burlap bags. <laughs> Some people call them Hessian bags. They're sewing up these burlap bags. And the man said nonchalantly, sewing? One of the prisoners, smarter than the rest, said, no, reaping. <laughs> we're here because we're reaping. And so there's, there's a law. You can't get away from it. Going to church is not going to get you away from it. Being pious is not going to get you away from it. Being bad is not going to save you from it. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. It's a law that nothing can change. Listen to these truths. I'm suggesting today we're reaping what we have sown. God raised up America to do a special work, to be a special place, to be a haven, especially for the victims of religious persecution. Does anybody still remember the pilgrims, pilgrim fathers and why they came to America? I've heard some people, I would say very ignorant people say, oh, America was raised up as an atheistic place. No church, no God, no, no. That's terrible, terrible ignorance. The thing that you and I have to battle today in America more than anything else is ignorance. That's why Wesley, I think, said, a reading people will be a knowing people. Remember the words of Emma Lazarus? Give me your tide, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming 
Sure, send these the homeless tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Now, some of you will know that originally, I believe in that, I believe in that philosophy because I'm a Christian. But this was written originally for the victims of religious persecution. People came to America to get away from a corrupt, persecuting church. That's the fact. So they came here uh, so that they could breathe free. They could either worship God or not worship God according to the dictates of their conscience. America became a beacon of hope around the world. Freedom from the persecution of church and state. A lot of people say we need to get church and state together again. Once you do that, you have antichrist. They came here to get away from the persecution of church and state. Freedom to experience life, liberty. What does it say? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Declaration of Independence, one of the greatest documents in the history of the human race, says we hold these truths to be self-evident. There are some things you don't have to prove. That all men are created equal. That means everybody. We are all created equal. That they are endowed by their creator. If there is no God, there is no man. And if you believe that there is no God, then there is nothing at all. There is no law. And there's no life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I say once again today, we are dealing with a tremendous onslaught of uh, ignorance. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. We say inalienable, but they said unalienable alienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Listen to this. This is important because you can't make a mistake here. God wanted America to become the greatest country in the world. As the American people followed the ways of God. But America was not to become a theocracy. You know what a theocracy is? It comes from the Greek word theos, which means God. A theocracy is where you have a union of church and state. And many people in America today say, hallelujah, this is what we want. We are going to bring back the laws of the Bible and we will have the Senate and the Congress enforce the laws of the Bible. Well, if you do that, you have Antichrist because that's what Antichrist is. Antichrist is a combination of church and state. Look at Revelation chapter 17, verses 3, 4, and 6. Revelation 17. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman, that's the symbol of the church, sitting on a scarlet beast, that's the state, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup, full of abominations and the filthiness of a fornication. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints, persecuting, and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. That describes Europe in the dark ages. That's why 
America. God bless you. That's why America was founded. To get away from the apostate church. Whenever you have the union of church and state, you have persecution. America was founded by people who wanted to be breathing free air and to worship God. But they wanted a church without a pope and a state without a king. Freedom. That's why Americans have become a great people. But you can't legislate morality. You can't make people good. Some people, they've got big lobbies now in Washington, religious lobbies, trying to get the the Senate and the Congress to pass laws, religious laws, to make people good. But you can't make people good. God makes people good. You see? You better get this because, as I say, uh, we're drowning in a deluge, in a flood of gross ignorance. And many people who claim to be Americans today have no idea about what America means. America was founded by people getting away from the apostate church. But while I do not believe in a theocracy and while I believe this is the essence of Antichrist, It was God's plan that Americans would be a righteous, blessed nation because of something that happened in their hearts, not something that happened in Washington. It was God's plan that in their hearts would be enshrined two great laws. We've gotten away from that. A lot of politicians who say they're Christians, a lot of Christians who say they're Christians, have gotten away from the two great laws. If you had these great laws, you wouldn't have killings. Matthew 22, 36 to 39, the words of Jesus. Matthew 22, 36 to 39, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Who does? It was the plan of God that America would be peopled by a righteous, God-fearing people uh, who read their Bibles and uh, who had the law of God enshrined in their hearts. Love God with all your heart, all your soul. Most people say that's easy. The second part is more difficult. You should love your neighbor as yourself. That means no racism. A lot of racism today in America. I say it to our great shame. A lot of racism in America today. A lot of hate speech. The Bible says no hate speech because of religion or politics or sexual orientation. I'm going to say some things about 
human sexuality today, but I want to tell you something. Hate speech is evil. Not because it's not legal. It is legal. It's guaranteed by the First Amendment. But hate speech goes entirely against the commandment that says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And no striving after wealth to the detriment of the poor. No poor wages. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now a question we need to ask ourselves as we sit here today in this beautiful air-conditioned studio in Southern California is this. Is America a better place today because of all the tweets that are going around America? The internet gave people the liberty to be who they really are with a sense of anonymity. And it brought out the dirt. Is America a better place today because of the tweets? We're told in the scriptures that righteousness exalts a nation. This is a tremendous text that is found in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs. Righteousness exalts a nation. You can't have a great nation without inner righteousness. Now, this is something for everybody. We have a great saying here, make America great again. And millions say, yes, 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 make America great again. But listen. America can't be great again until America is righteous again. And when America is righteous again, America will be great again. And we'll be back straight after this break. Hello friend, I'm John Carter. Behind me is the great city of Manila, the capital of the Philippines. Did you know, this is quite amazing, there are more people living in this area than in New York City, and Christ died for these people. We came here, oh, a long time ago, back in 1984. What's that, 34, 35 years ago? And we came here with a team of young people and we came to the PICC. It is our intent to come here, hire the biggest hall that's available, the greatest outdoor stadium, whatever it takes. You've got more than 20 million souls out here. And I say it again, these are people for whom Christ died. I'm asking you to pray for the people of the Philippines. Please pray for the people here in Metro Manila. And please write to me, John Carter, Post Office Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. In Australia, write to me at Terrigal at the address that is now showing on the screen. We're back in Manila, and we're back with a message from God. That message is, Christ died for you. And Christ 
is coming again soon. Please support us. Write to me today, Post Office Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, and also write to me at Terrigal in Australia. Thank you for your support and God bless you. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.